I uh, meant when I said this morning when preaching on this subject of reaching out and uh, what a wonderful opportunity we have to represent Jesus to those that are without. We studied that when Jesus was saying about separating uh, the saved from the lost and he stops in that passage and he begins to preach or tell or communicate what was on his heart. As he says just verses before that, the description of well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, he explained then what, what was well done. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of the things that we put the emphasis on. He said, when you went out of your way, man, when you, when you loved on the unlovable, when you, when you went out of your way to show kindness to those that everybody else overlooks and, and, and looks the other way when they come in, and when we look at those people that are nothing but a headache or an obligation and Lord said, man, when you went to them, man, you were a blessing to me. We talked about how we do that through our method of service. We talked about how we do that through the message of love that God has given us. Of how when you're sacrificially given and serving people, they sat back going, why are you doing this? Why why do people put on all this stuff and take care of our kids and pick them up and drop them off and you pay for the gas and you do step back saying, why do you do that? The Bible says there's no greater love. And a man lay down his life, sacrificially give of myself and say, I'm giving up my evenings for the sake of others. And through our motive, Jesus, when you've done it unto them, you've done it unto me. Man, for all that we do, we do unto the Lord, but we do it through our service, but we're pleasing and honoring God. The Bible says that we show love when we do it unto the least of these. See, we were created by God for this purpose. And I'll be honest, here's, here's where I wanted to get to tonight. And so many Christians, and I'm not saying, I, I believe with all my heart that I'm standing before a crowd that, man, you guys are into this. I, I know you do. You get excited. We have work days. You show up. We're cleaning. We're going to be here late Friday night with the carnival. We're going to be up Saturday morning cleaning the church. We'll be back Sunday morning teaching classes and running buses. And a lot of you are like, yes, you know, you just, you just love it. And it's not the work that you love, and I mean, which it is, but it's, it's not the, hey, I get to not get sleep and all those. It's the product that we love. It, it is what we get out of it. it. And that's what I wanted to kind of preach on. I, I talked about do this and do this, and man, God blesses, and, and, and look at what, how, how, the difference that you're making. And then I started reading passages in that study that I, I discovered something. And the, the, the thing that I discovered is the Bible says that there is... J-O-Y in doing these things. There is joy. There is joy when we do the things of God. You know what I found? I get a little nervous around Christians that have no joy. Because the Bible says when you do these things, we're going to have joy. And then I'm, I'm discovering those Christians that are like, oh. you know, I, I give this illustration a lot. I, I talk about people that you, you ask them that, that, that dangerous question that we ask people. How are you doing, you know? And I'm not saying, man, bear your heart. If you're going through a hard time, tell us in that. But this is the answers that I don't like. Oh, I'm just making it, you know. I'm just trying to get through. Just, you know, it's just like, oh, you know. There's no joy there. I am thinking, I know we all have downtime and bad days and things like that. But, you know, as Christians, there ought to be some joy that you could find in the lives of Christians. Amen? There ought to be. And when there's not, something's wrong. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 13, verse 46. 
I know preachers say this, but I mean it tonight. I'm going to preach short. And I thought, we've got this meeting that we're going to go to afterwards. We're, 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 a lot of you are getting up and going to work and then coming back and going to work and coming back. And we'll do that for a week. And I love it. And uh, that's not bad, but at the same time, uh, we, we have practice tonight. They're going to they're gonna switch all this over in just a few minutes when we're done. They're going to have practice. We've got our carnival meeting. We're going to have our game plan. It takes a lot of planning to feed 15, 1,800 people in one night. It takes a lot of planning to get all these things done. And I so appreciate all the labor and the people and the families and those that have put so much into it and the giving and all those things. Your labor's not in vain. I promise you, your labor's not in vain. But I, I, want, to, I want to discover something that, that I, I believe you, you, cannot, you cannot buy it in a store. You know how they say, not sold in stores. Well, I'm going to give you something. Not sold in stores, okay? This isn't something that you can get in a bottle. You, you cannot pick it up at Starbucks. This is a pick-me-up. This is something that the Bible has promised us that comes from God That the world is so desperately seeking joy. The Bible says, let me show you joy. Here's these guys that are doing the work of the ministry. And the Bible says in verse, chapter 13, verse 46, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be first have been spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, and judge yourself unworthy to everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For that so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation of the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad. For the, they glorified the word of the Lord, and many were ordained to eternal life, believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them out of the coast. He's saying, man, that's bad. They were, they were doing all this work and they expelled them out. Now, I want you to see what happens. But the Bible says, but they shook off the dust of their, uh, of their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with what? Joy. Filled with joy. And with the Holy Ghost. Filled with joy. And you're sitting there going, What? I don't know about you, if I'm doing the work of God, and I'm putting everything that I have into, and I'm laboring, and I am serving God, and they were probably up late discipling and preaching, and man, sometimes when you're preaching, it takes a lot out of you. These guys are giving it all they had, and all of a sudden, these guys, and they shook off the dust, and I I know that's, you know, symbolic of, okay, that didn't bother me, but I, I believe in this situation, when they threw them out of the city, it was probably physically they threw them out of the city. You know, and just like, we don't want you in here. We don't want what you're doing. We don't want your offering. And these guys with a bad attitude took them and threw them out. And the Bible says that they got up. They, they, they just brushed off the dust. And the Bible says that they were filled with joy. I started thinking about that. Where did the joy come from? Was it joy that they had because of the fact that they were rejected or because they were hurt? I'm sure that they were get up and rubbing their elbows and their backs. I'm man alive. That was awesome. You know, they're saying, dude, could we do that again? It's like, man alive. What, what was so neat about that is verse 48. See, that they were, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. 
See, they did face opposition, but they didn't stop. They could not stop what they were doing. They did not stop the work of the Lord. And they got up and they were giving each other high fives and rejoicing and praising God because God was being glorified through what they do. You know what I realized? I read something like that and I realized that even in the midst of all that, when you're tired, when you're worn out, when you're rejected, when you're pushed down and all those things, there is a joy that my God gives to us in the middle of what we do that is undescribable. It's not something that we can just pass on. It's something that only God can give us and he he lends it down to us. He hands it down to us and says, here, I'm going to give you the blessing of serving the Lord. Here, I'm going to give you three short points, and we're going to spend some time praying tonight. And I, I, I know we, we put a lot of work and effort into a lot of aspects of our Bible school, but the greatest thing that we need to be doing is asking for God's help. Wisdom for those that are going to be speaking and dealing with kids. I mean, I mean you think about this. You go to that back room, and they're going to sit one-on-one, and a lot of you, how many of you have ever been in altar work at Bible school? Raise your hand. You guys know what I'm talking about. You get some crazy questions. You, you get some really confused kids. You'll get the same kid maybe each night they'll come back and you're thinking, I want to treat it just as important this time as it was last night and would, will be tomorrow night. We ask God for wisdom. Say, God, give us the words to say. Lord, just help me be a messenger. Help me be a Paul and a Barnabas. Lord, help, help the, the word of God to come through me to where I know what to say and what to do. We need to be praying for our bus ministry. It just seems like during times like this, the devil fights. We had some answer prayer this morning. We had one of our uh, problems with CDL drivers, and God's helped us. And if you still know of CDL drivers, we'd love to have backups and people ready and anxious to go. Pray for them as we go into these neighborhoods at night dropping off kids. But more than anything, we're praying for the working of the Spirit of God. We live in a world that is so distracting, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, look at our kids. And, and I know it's just the world that we live in, but this is our kids right here. This is our kids right here. And I think, I, I, I want to get up here. Tomorrow night's my night to preach. And I'm asking you guys to pray for me and the other guys that will be preaching. And, and we've got these set things that go along with the different skits and the different nights of what we're doing. We need to be praying that God, and I'm not saying it's about me or Pastor Dave and Joe and Tyler and us that is up here. No, but it's, it's that God will work through us as you have these kids that are sitting there and they're thinking about every little thing and they don't, they don't know who Jesus is and they, they don't get it anywhere else, we need to be praying, asking God, give us the words to say to connect with them. Pray for the workers that are going to be sitting out through these pews and sitting there with trying to have patience. You guys know what it's like to have patience at the end of working all day and then you're going to come here and then you're going to go from here to work with your own kids to get them in bed? I know it's a long day, but we pray. We pray and we pray and we pray. Because our God will be with us every step of the way. And we're just praying for his presence. Before we get into these points, let's pray. Bow your head with me. Dear God, I know the joy. Lord, I've experienced the joy myself. Lord, I know what it's like to give of yourself, to sacrifice. And then, Lord, just to be able to see the outcome of it. Lord, there's nothing like it. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will just put your hand upon what we're doing, Lord, that we as a church family will experience the joy of working shoulder to shoulder with other Christians, 
Lord, that we as a church family will experience the joy of that child that is coming that might not act right, but Lord, you just break through that spirit of rebellion or whatever they have in their life, Lord, to open their eyes to see the truth. And Lord, what a joy it is for that worker to be able to sit in that room and watch that kid for the first time to be able to get it. And like Gail and Jennifer shared with us this morning, Lord, to hear these kids cry out to God. And Lord, not a repeated prayer that we tell them, but Lord, from their hearts to cry out and just acknowledge you as God. Lord, is such a blessing. But Lord, we know that none of this is possible without the working and the moving and the Spirit of God in what we do. And so, Lord, we pause at this very minute. And we pray, Lord, is is in this 24 hours from this very spot that we're on right now, Lord, we will swap out the adults sitting here today for children that will be sitting here. And we just pray, Lord, that we'll have the best time being able to tell children about you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. I want to give you... Three quick points about this and we'll be done. When serving the Lord, we find joy, number one. When serving the Lord, we find joy. You will find joy in serving God. There are so many people that do not find joy in what they do. And they put a lot of work into a lot of things. And and I'm not saying that those things are bad. Whether it's an activity that you have or sport that you have or all the other things that we fill our time, those things are good. They're okay. They, they are not bad. But there is nothing like being called of God to do a specific work and surrendering to God and doing that and finding a joy that comes into our life that is beyond what we could describe to anybody unless you say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know what the taste and see means? You've just got to do it for yourself because no matter how many testimonies, no matter how many videos, no matter how many flyers we put out or testimonies on the flyers that we put out, nothing will experience it like doing it for yourself. The joy of serving God. I'll be honest, it's easy to get focused on ourselves. It's easy in this world to get there. I I remember reading in the Bible, the disciples did that. Jesus is working with them and he's out going around and, and ministering to people. And the Bible says that Jesus turns on the disciples. And you know what they were arguing about? The Bible says they were arguing about who would be the greatest. Lord, when we get in your kingdom, which one of us that you've chosen to follow would be the greatest? The Lord turned to them and said, you know what, you guys don't get it. And over and over again, the Lord was like, get your eyes off yourselves. Guys, it's, guys, it's not about you. Lift up your eyes Man, look around you. And the Bible talked about the joy of the Lord that he said, for the joy that was set before him. Man, the more that God put, or Jesus put his heart, mind, and what he was doing, the joy that he had, and the disciples did not get that because they were focused on themselves. You're going to miss the joy of serving God. If you go through ministering, you're worried about yourself, and you're focused on yourself, and what I like and don't like, and this and that, and you're all about this, you come in here and you sit and notice those kids. And I, you say, man, you're making it all about Bible school. Yes. Guys, I'm sorry that this is like, oh my goodness, these people are obsessed. They do one thing and they're obsessed. No, we're obsessed with doing the work of God. Amen. We're obsessed and, and consumed and filled with joy and desire to be able to see people come to know we are. Guys, you know what happened yesterday in Columbus. And some of you are sitting back and saying, what are you talking about? Man, this, this has gotten so crazy. Is that now that they have these parades and all these things and supporting this cause, 
And now every one of these businesses and stuff is getting behind them and they're making these pledges. And the more they do that, the more people are speaking out. And then I see these families, families that are standing there, guy and guy and woman and woman, they're holding these children. I'm thinking, what is the hope of those children as they're raised into a world that is the opposite of what is truth? So that's why I think, man, every year I know it's like this is a bigger deal and a bigger deal, but let me say it is a bigger deal. And it's a big deal to be able to get up for the first time and maybe the only time in their life and deliver truth. It is a big deal. So no, I don't apologize and I don't feel bad for taking time from the pulpit and on Sunday morning and Sunday night and lifting up saying, hey, get your head in the game because what we're doing matters for God. When you get that, you come in here and you see those kids and you love on those kids. You walk out and that one kid will click onto you or be attached to you and they'll be looking for you the next day to sit by you and you realize that there is joy in serving the Lord. Get your eye in the mission. Me and Morgan was out yesterday and we were visiting the homes. I'm going to be honest. I was excited about doing that and going out and going door to door. I do. I always enjoy that. But sometimes we... We have a lot going on. I had a lot going on. I had a lot going on that I had to get ready for Bible school and my class this morning and my message and different meetings that I had and stuff like that. So, you know, your, your mind is on all those things. Don't judge me. You guys know what I'm talking about. We get out of the car and we park and we're, we're in the neighborhood that we just moved out on. And we're, we're looking down there. Morgan gets out and she grabs like 50,000 flyers. I mean, she's so zealous and Sitting there, and she's, she's anxious to do this and go, and I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's, let's see what we can find, and, and I, I, it was a little bit of a fake joy, being honest. I can be honest, right? It's like, so you better be your pastor. So, so we go knocking on doors, and the first door, nobody's there, and the second door, nobody answers, and then we get this house, and all these kids start coming, we're signing up these kids, and then these kids we see down here, and Morgan's like, Dad, hurry, hurry, and all of a sudden, we're like, I mean, it's like Disney World, and we're going from house to house, and Morgan is like, Dad, did you see, and she's writing down this stuff, and telling me this, and pointing out other kids that are down there, and you know what, I wasn't thinking about my schedule, I wasn't thinking about what I had to do, I, I just... I was so excited to do that that all of a sudden the joy of what I was doing overcame everything else that I had in my life. Something indescribable. And I realized that a lot of Christians miss out on that because they don't engage in the work of the Lord. I remember last year we spent the whole day working on the carnival. And... uh, and I, I'm one of the backup bus drivers, and they came to me and said, well, we, we have one bus route that needs a driver, so I, I jumped in the bus, and we're going down, and we're getting ready to pick up the kids, and we go around the corner, and I told this story before, just, I got to tell it again, it's just cool, and it was one of those routes where all the kids gathered together, and I am saying, I'm glad these kids were friendly, because if they were against us, they could have mobbed us, I mean, there was like, no joke, 50-some kids in one location, and we went around the corner, and when they saw the yellow bus, they started cheering and jumping. Amen. Seeing Fellowship Baptist Church bus come around the corner, it was the coolest thing. And all of a sudden, I had a joy that came over me that it was like, man, this is cool. And all, all the time, I'm just looking in the mirror and watching all these kids, and they're so excited watching them come in. And they get off the bus there and come in here and sit down in here to hear the gospel. I'll tell you what. It's indescribable of what we get to do as Christians. 
there's joy in serving the Lord, but there's joy in seeing people come to know Christ. In Luke 15, verse 7, when Jesus was talking, he said, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. The Bible says there is joy. There, there is something about that. The Bible says that even in heaven, all of heaven rejoices over one person that comes to know Jesus Christ. It's a lot of work that you see on this stage. But can I tell you, it's worth it if we do the whole week and only one kid comes to know Christ? So I don't know, that's a lot of work for one kid. Let me ask you, what if it was your kid? What if that one kid was your grandkid? And even then, back up from that, no matter, even besides that, through what we're doing, we are sowing the seeds of the gospel, which is what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible says some sow and some water, but God gives the increase. No matter what happens, we are obeying the Lord, and there's joy from comes from us serving and doing what God has called us to do. Thought about how many times we've sat up here on the stage and after, after everything's done and the buses are coming in and we're, we're laying, laying out literally on the stage in pews and people are falling asleep as we're waiting for everything and we got to lock up and stuff. And I remember, I can't remember if it was Dave or who it was that walked around the corner and said, man, I'm so tired. And Dave was just, he had that stack of decision cards from that night. And he walks around the corner and he is holding that and all of a sudden everybody perked up. It was just like, wow, that's why we do what we do. You sit back and say, well, how do you know all those kids were sincere? I don't know. See, that's not my job. Amen. And it's not your job. My job is just do the best to point them to Jesus Christ and allow the Spirit of God to do the rest. See, I, I, I thought about how many people that don't get this, of the joy that we have, there's a difference between witnessing the victory and experiencing the victory. Let me explain it like this, and this is an illustration that we will all get. There's something about walking out of a Buckeye game, and, and all the Buckeye fans are sitting there going to one another, and they're high-fiving, they're fist-bumping, they're doing all this, and you know what words come out of their mouth? We did it. I'm serious. We won. We did it. All right, man. Woo! We, we slaughtered Michigan. Man, we did this and all, all this other stuff. And can you imagine if the players, they're in that locker room that are icing their knees and, you know, they, they broke their leg and they have all these problems. They're sitting there going, what? Dude, the only sweat you broke was getting in line for nachos, man. I mean, what, where's this we stuff of we've done it? And those people that are sitting on the sidelines, have you ever noticed that they're the most critical? They're sitting there, they'll stand up there and go, dude, are you blind? Why couldn't you catch that? Come on, let's play some ball. You know, let's do this thing. And they're, they're getting into it like that. And that guy turned up to you and says, why don't you run 75 yards with two giant guys chasing you and then try to catch a ball and see how well you do? There's a difference. Between the victory that those guys have in that locker room, they experienced the victory that they had, and those that sit on the sidelines going, go get them. You know what, I'm going to tell you guys right now. When we engage in ministry like we were talking about this morning, when you get in here and you get your feet wet, I'm saying not talking about hanging out in the hallways or sitting there and drinking coffee and stuff, and I know we have our break times and stuff, but I'm saying get into it. 
I'm saying walk around the kids. Get to know their names. Find out who they are. Meet their parents as they're walking in. Find out what they're struggling with. Find out that kid that's acting up. Find out why he's acting up. Do, Do that. Be part of the victories that we'll have. Come back the next day ready to do it again. I said we'll be short. I'm working on that. I promise. (laughs) When we serve the Lord, you will find joy. And this is the other thing that I've learned. When we serve the Lord, we will experience joy. He's saying, what's the difference? See, Nehemiah was talking. And Nehemiah, uh, chapter 8, verse 10. And and it's something about finding the Lord or, or the joy. But there's something about when you find that joy. The Bible says this, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and that joy that we experience in the Lord produces strength, and we need strength in order to fight. You're saying, Pastor Tony, I didn't sign up. I don't get into all this stuff that you do, and pageant will be coming up, and the, you know, the dramas, and you know, all this other stuff. I, I, I just don't have the strength to do that. I, I'm here to tell you, it's not in what we do. It's the strength that God gives us to keep doing what we do. And, and through this thing that a lot of people volunteer, and I was talking to somebody this afternoon that was telling me that they, man, I, I, I'm, I, I love this week, and I love doing this and stuff, but it says there's days that I have to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning. So how in the world are you able to come back the next day and do it all again? I said, man, I guess I love it so much that I can't help myself but coming back to do it again. There is strength in the joy of the Lord. There is no greater fuel than being blessed by God to keep doing what you do. The Bible says, for when I am weak, then I am made strong through Jesus Christ. Let me close with this. When serving the Lord, we find joy, we experience joy. Here's the cool thing. We also share the joy. See, it's contagious. It's obvious. You, you, you can't give away what you do not have yourself. And I have thought, as God blesses us and as God stirs us up as Christians, there, there ought to be not an excitement of that fake joy that we can put on our face, because you can fake a smile, but you can't fake joy. And as people are coming in and we're excited, genuinely excited about what we're doing, and I, I use that illustration to Bible school, Man, apply that tomorrow when you're at work. Apply that to the ball field. Apply that. There ought to be something that when you get it in your life, it shows through what we do. It reminds me of what the Bible says of the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? What is the evidence of the Spirit of God living inside of us? The fruit of the Spirit is love, then what? Joy. It, it ought to come out of us. It ought to show in our lives. When you have real joy that comes from serving God, this real joy that comes out of our lives will impact others. Because other people won't want to be around whatever you've got. It's awesome. They'll be drawn to it. They were drawn to Jesus Christ. Get around some Christians, I'm, I'm nervous about catching whatever they have. Whatever they have makes them grouchy and complain all the time. I'm, I'm just thinking, man, I don't, whatever you got, dude, I don't, I don't want any of that. And I just thought the joy that we experience, it not only lifts us up, it ought to come out of our lives and other people ought to experience that. Do you realize that when we get around each other, there ought to be something special about Christians that edify and build each other up? We've been studying that on Wednesday nights. 
You have a job through the Spirit of God coming out of your life, which is fruit of the Spirit coming out of your life, that edifies, builds up. And we do that through the joy of the Lord that should be obvious in our lives. I believe that Jesus was very attractive to people. And the fact that the Bible talks about how sometimes he had crowds so big that the only way for him to speak to them was to be able to get in a boat and be pushed away from the shore. And he says as the people pressed upon him, the different things that he went through. But could that be said of us? Are you one of those people that people avoid because they don't get anything out and you just bring them down? Are you one of those people that get around you and they experience the joy of the Lord through you? That's why I'm a Christian that I want to be. I'm going to be the type of Christian that when people get around me, they experience what God has done in my life. Serving the Lord ought to be a joyful thing. And nothing will satisfy like the things of God satisfies our life. Nothing will throw your heart. Nothing will fill you up. Nothing will keep you going. Nothing will make you feel complete in this world like serving the Lord. So I don't want to be a bystander. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to just see the pictures of it. I want to engage in it. Now, some of you are saying, man, you've made this all about Bible school, and I simply cannot be here. I can't, I can't. That, that's okay. But let me tell you, you can. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you pray for us. You pray for victors. You pray for those kids. You pray for the workers. You pray for the bus workers and all those that are doing that. You know this. That every night, there is going to be this loud shout in the air. And you say, what are you talking about? Because the Bible says that there is joy in heaven over one soul that comes to know Jesus Christ. So just, if you're, if you're sitting there, you hear some sort of echo in heaven. I'm praying because God answered our prayer at Fellowship Baptist Church. And one by one, here and there and back there, everywhere, there's kids coming to know Jesus Christ. And I say, if the angels in heaven can get excited, then so should we. If the angels in heaven are rejoicing over one, then man, we've got plenty to be excited about of what God is going to do. Do you have the joy of the Lord? And if you don't, I'm asking, what are you plugged into? And this week, you have a chance to be plugged into serving God and experience this for yourself. 